Hello again, this is Noah and John. We are from Urban Digs. We are talking Manhattan. Back at Halstead, Johnny. I love being here. Always good to be here. Today we got Fritz Friegen joining us. Fritz. Fritz Friegen. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's been in this market a long time. He's right here, but we could talk about we it a little bit. You know, right pretend. Don't, don't break the fifth wall. <laughs> don't break the wall. I'm just afraid to say how long. <laughs> I started in 1992 as an agent. 1992, okay. so 27 years. 27 years. Right. And you are the director of sales and leasing here at Halstead. I'm executive director for sales and leasing, and I manage Halstead's Upper East Side office. Okay, beautiful. And you have a ton of experience. And um, what I like about you is, um, first of all, I've known you a long time, so I just like you. You're a good guy. Um, but you have this open house project that we're going to get into a little later. Sure. That's very unique and anecdotal, sure. but but it gives you good information. So, but let's start out first, high level. What's going on with the markets? Um, sales market, rentals markets. We'll start sales. What's happening there? All right. So. I don't think that I'm going to give great new insights about what's happening because we're witnessing what's happening. Literally for the last two years, we're seeing fairly strong shift to the buyer's market. Um, I had a recently seminar here in, in this, right in this location, three top agents in Halstead and really sharing you know, their experiences. All of them pivoted their business model to representing buyers. Mm -hmm. They found it much harder to represent sellers because the discrepancy between the values that sellers feel about their properties versus what buyers are willing to pay is just widening. Right. Now these were listing, producing listing agents? Exactly right. They're yeah. strong listing agents and they notice this and right. they say we need to make much more to understand how to reach buyers who are ready and willing to right. buy so that's it's easier to close them. Yeah, it sounds like it's a 180 degree shift from 100%. where it was a few, yeah. few years ago, which you wanted to have, you were focused solely on the listings, controlling the supply. And yeah. look, look, I have examples uh, of agents who are you know, specialized in certain buildings. They really know the market, they really know the values, mm -hmm. and they are taking listings very judiciously at the prices that they want. Yeah. And, they, and they're able to convince this message that this is the market, yeah. if you price it like this, it's going to sell. So they're doing solid business representing yeah. sellers. But if you just come across a uh, random referral and the perception of value is not rooted in reality of mm -hmm. what's currently we're facing, this is this is you know going to be six, nine months project and, and agents yeah. agents need to close Is most of the disillusion on the sell side? I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I think the sellers, you know what we say here in Halstead, uh, you know, sellers you know, want last year's prices and buyers want next year's prices, you know. Right. And the media is really full of the stuff. So, so buyers are primarily reading what feeds into their interest, how right. how weak the market is, and, and they're coming up with, with, with offers that are, that are, that are crazy, that, yeah, that, that right. are insane. Right, and we always talk about how there's, there's a bid and there's an ask and there's a spread, and that, that spread right now is very wide, and agents are just having trouble making those people meet. You know, and I guess you have to realize if you have to sell right now. I mean, like if you have to sell, what's the one thing that you would tell that person? I mean, is it just price? I mean, I would. I, it, it, for me, it's it's not. Don't listen just to what agents say. Agents are here to interpret the market. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to coach all my agents how to talk to the sellers to interpret what the market is right. saying. To right. Us. Our job as brokers is to create the market. Mm -hmm. But whether somebody will pay for it, it's market's decision. Right. And I have very, very interesting, very, very, I would say, interesting methodology of, of reading into the market. Yeah. And it's kind of maybe rooted in my in my rental background, where we want rental transactions much faster than than yep. sale transactions. But basically, going like this: if you in any market, doesn't matter, it's a it's a it's a, it's a seller's market or a buyer's market. If you as an agent, you have done absolutely everything, meaning that property has phenomenal photographs, 
maybe virtual staging, maybe a video. Every broker in town knows about it. And it's on every website that mm -hmm. means something, of course. The king of all street easy, right? But, right? but there are many other websites there. Once you've done that, there's nothing, there's no objections to be made to your right. marketing efforts. Right. Listen right. to the market. Listen. Yeah. Here's the basic concept. If in with the first three to four weeks, mm -hmm. you have roughly 15, 20 showings between open houses and individual appointments, mm -hmm. but no offers, mm -hmm. you're slightly overpriced. Right. You need three to five percent reduction in price and you will find the market. Right. The, what's happening right now in many cases is that we do all this. You know, and we mm -hmm. very often go with the prices that sellers want. They don't listen to us originally, what we right. what comes support. That's a big problem. And now we do the same thing. Perfect marketing. Nothing more than any other company can do. Right. And then first thirty days pass. Yeah. And there's one request for showing, zero at open house, or maybe two, you know, accidental showings. Right. Then the verdict is you are grossly overpriced and you need five to ten percent reduction off the bat. Interesting. So yeah, so based on the traffic um, and or combination of offers that may or may not come exactly in, right. you're figuring out at what point that's gonna happen, which is generally about a month. Exactly. Right. Okay. And secondly, more importantly, is how much of a correction you need to do in your price to actually reach that market. To read the market. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. I, I just want to yeah. go even further into this because I think it's very interesting. So I think one of the things that you're going to have to do if you're looking at your own open house traffic is you need to have a reference set. And I think that's one of the things that you're working on in your open sure. house project is to say, all right, well, I only had three people. And if everyone else had nobody, well, hey, yeah. three is great. So if you could talk a little bit about... We, we can. I'm happy to do it. It's, it's my brainchild, so to speak. Uh, this I, is why I wanted you on, yeah. by the way. This open house project that you do, I think is great. And Street Easy um, chat forums talk about this a lot. A lot of people really should look at this. Um, you post it in the chat forum, or other people no, just, no, no, they I, just kind I, of pick it the first time I'm hearing that this is... Yeah, yeah there, there are people that talk about it in the Street yeah. Easy chat forums that are trying to get in tune because they love this kind of data. Yeah. So just before you get into it, explain to people what it is. All right. So it, it's called Hosted Open House Index. Um, um, and just to give you the kind of root of it is that, is that for years I, I heard internal emails mm -hmm. from Hosted that you know, what happened at the open house? Can somebody collect them internally? And many companies do, and, and, and still today, the, the big firms like Corker and Elman, you know, they all have their own internal tracking of open houses. So I said, let me start to see what, what can I do for Halstead, right? So I started in October of 2017 only internally. Mm -hmm. I created a Google form, and, and you know, there was no Google form until you know, 10 years ago, you know, so now I have a kind right. of very simple technology how to make it very easy quickly mm -hmm. to fill out the form. I was tweaking the form back and forth, and I was doing it only Halstead, I think roughly until June, July of 2018. Mm -hmm. And I reached the kind of 100, 110, 120 replies on a regular basis, and you know, you both know statistics, you know, higher the, the sample, better, more yeah, reliable of course. The, the data is. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know what, I bet you that industry may be interested in this. Mm -hmm. And I created a system where, where, where I'm sending every Sunday at 4 p.m. email with an invite to participate in the survey to every broker who shared data on Open House by Friday via Redmi. Uh. And I won't tell you where my frustration comes in on, 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 on this issue. But I roughly download on Friday about 2,800 open houses oh, wow. that were by that time registered. Yeah. And, 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 and I you know, remove duplicates, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then we are constant contact. I have, mm -hmm. have an IT person who's helping me there a little bit in Halstead. At 4 p.m., which typically all open houses are finished on Sunday by right. the time, generally nice invite comes in and say, please share with us data. Right. I remind them on Monday at 4. Right. Tuesday, probably nothing, and on Wednesday, I only go after hosted agents who did not submit data yet. Gotcha. So, fast forward for yep. the beginning, 
at this point I'm getting uh, between 325 and 395 responses every week. Mm-hmm. I had one period, I don't know how, I got four, I think 410 is the largest number of responses that anybody ever mm-hmm. uh, sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to Google Form on, on Thursday morning. I That's my kind of morning project on Thursdays. Yeah. I, I copy all the data. I created a little Excel model that, mm-hmm. that I just plug the data in and calculates it. And the goal of this is to just Again, we're anecdotally trying to collect that information that the agent remembers, recalls from their open house. And let's be honest, maybe there's 20 people there they weren't registering. They could put 25 or right. 15, but they're anecdotally remembering something. You know what? Here's the good point. You know, you know, I had an agent in the I don't know, last year, and he mm-hmm. submitted number 60. And I and I quiz everybody who's on the top. I, I send them an email, mm-hmm. and I said, "This is not your new open house," you know. And I said, "Was it true?" And he says, "Something." There was some kind of nebulous answer. And, the agent was obviously lying about mm-hmm. it. And I just deleted him. And, and he's not getting now any money right. because I don't. But overall, they're all honest. They, well, it's they, great that you're actually on top of that and I, you keep I, an eye I, on for, for I, I absolutely am because, yeah. because, because is there a possibility that some data is maybe not correct? Right. Yes. One or two or three. But yeah. when you have 400 records, exactly. it smooths out. And then it smooths out. So good. let's go to the results. So what are you seeing right now? Based on this, so I shared just on Monday. I said, I, don't know, I think you got you on my my, my I don't know. I think I need to be checked if I'm on that. I, I usually see. I'm it, not. I, I, I see it on like, the street easy yeah. forums now. So you got to check your list. And I put will me check on. my list. <laughs> we don't. We don't have I any other houses. You were, you I thought were. you had to pay to get into this thing. <laughs> no, 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 totally, totally free. Um, the I sent an email and I sent a chart uh-huh. from January first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the average traffic in New York City, mm-hmm. which was all boroughs, by the way, and it's down downward sloping. You know, from 2017. No. What I sent on Monday was from January 2019, mm-hmm. year to date. Okay, okay. gotcha. So, so send, send. And then I did some additional analysis. I was playing a little bit of Excel and kind of like trying to kind of yeah. get better on this. So I did a comparison of open houses on Upper West Side for one bedrooms versus one bedrooms on Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that it's Condor Co-op. So kind of a little bit deeper digging yeah. into analysis, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, so when agents who are on my subscription list, you, you won't believe how much feedback I'm getting when I'm, every time I'm sending things out. Mm-hmm. They share with me the day sent my report to their seller, helping them explain whether their particular property is right. above the average, at the average, below the average, so they are not alone. Right. They're not alone. They said, you know, they, the, the sellers, they come, I'm coming up with a third neutral party yeah. that kind of puts kind of yeah. to ease what's really happening. Because yeah. when the brokers are telling sellers, Zero zero market is bad. There is kind of are they telling me the truth? Is, 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 right. is that just is me? It you or is and then suddenly and, they and, see four hundred. Yeah. Think about this: when I get four hundred open houses, yeah, and twenty five percent of them, yeah. one hundred mm-hmm. had zero. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and it's all that relative understanding. I was just right. going to say. Yeah. I mean, either I if mean, you're not looking at this, then you just don't have the information to know. Right. Is are we ahead of the market? Are we behind the market? Are we at the market? Right. I yeah. mean, it's a really great. There's format. a lot of fun stuff here. I'm, I'm also I, that's one of the things that we're we're strong supporters of is using data to have that sure. conversation. So sure. the more data you can bring to your buyer or to your seller to kind of sure. explain what's happening in the market, the and, better. And, and reduce also, the stigma of a price cut. Right. Because if you see that you're getting zero traffic and everyone else is exactly. getting you 10, right. 15 traffic, then you know, all right, the, the, the buyer market in this sector of my little, um, compa- there, it's good. There's yeah. actually buyers there, but they're not coming to my place. Yeah. But this yeah. interesting dialogue is, is, you know, sometimes Sorry, I, I'm trying to engage subscribers, not just to send them raw data, mm-hmm. um, but I also ask questions, you know, about, yeah. about like, you know, general behavior at open houses. You know, last question, or last report was, you know, how do you, how do you react when, when buyers, brokers ship customers to open houses, they don't show up, you know, what's your, what's your take on this? And, and, and in all kinds of, kinds of ways. And people are, 
participating, and that's the good part. Yeah. You know? Sometimes they tell me I want to stay anonymous, so just quote me for for what I did, and then I make it fun. Um, I, I declare the winner of every you know the person who got most attendance. I mention them by name, the company yeah. name, the address of the property. It's a little PR for them. Yeah, they give, it and they give me their, their their feedback. What happened at the open house? How did you control the crowd? You know, how right. did, you, did you get any offers? And they share. We have nine offers by now, and you know, and it, it comes out. They don't care. It comes out on Thursday report that they have offers, and they like the idea that they are. They are Acknowledge they uh, they are mentioned, and, yeah. and you know, sometimes it's wholesale, sometimes it's you know small company. Firm. Right, so you're not biased to all that. So if you were to compare overall, I mean, do you have any thoughts of how the numbers are now versus say two years ago or something? I mean, could you say, or is it is it was a different data set that you had? You only had a couple hundred back then. You have four or five hundred now. This is what always worries me: is that you know, if I'm comparing different periods, but the the the, the size of the data set differs. Yeah. Then you know, smaller the data set, more. Operation, there is more, right. more, more, okay. more craziness coming. That and, that's, and, and I'm warning them in every one of them. Right. To give you an idea, for all five boroughs, I'm getting roughly between 250 and 300 responses from Manhattan, right. maybe between 45 and 60 from Brooklyn. Gotcha. But then Bronx and, and Queens are like 10 to 15. Gotcha. And I'm okay. lucky if I get two or three from Staten Island. That's right. about it. Okay. And all of those. It's a decent data for Manhattan, but for Brooklyn, you know, when you get, I don't know, seven in Park Slope and three in Williamsburg, I warn them, right. beware of small sample yeah, size. So, you know, so the, if somebody downloads this, and this is all public, right? It's all public. Okay, and somebody downloads this, and I have a, a two-bedroom co-op in the Upper West Side, and I know my traffic, but I do not participate in this, I could go download this and see other places that maybe I'm competing with and what their traffic was like? Kind of. The, in order to get a report, you have to be on my on my list. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't you, know, you don't get a report. And in every report, there are two links. Uh, Tell everyone your email, by the way, real mm -hmm. quick. Your email. It's, it's my, it's, my my name is Fritz Frigan, so my email is my first initial F and mm -hmm. then Frigan F R I G A N at hosted Okay. And uh, if you just send me an email, I can I can just reply back to you. There's a link. How to every one of my emails have a link on, on the bottom mm -hmm. of my signature. How okay. to subscribe and also how to submit the data if you if you if you like. Okay. And I'll put data. your I'll put your email on our um, post when we release this so people can get that information. I will yeah. check it out. I, yeah. Somehow I thought that you are on my. No, that's okay. I just want to be the people that are listening to this. Yeah. I want to make sure that they have access to potentially get this because again, if if you have that relative. Just to reiterate how to use this in practicality, if you have yeah. that relative understanding of your traffic versus your local traffic, and we only have access to what we have access to, but you could see I've had two people in my open house, they've had 15, 20, something's wrong sure. there, all right? Or if it's yeah. reversed, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, like the last, the last month, and if you want, to, after this, I will forward you my Monday uh, report. Um, I did it, I broke down one bedrooms on Upper East Side and Upper versus Upper West Side mm -hmm. and dollar per square foot basis. Yeah. So I want to show because dollar per square foot is a function of price. Right. That better priced units get more traffic. Right. And it and it fits right. There are small aberrations somewhere there. Yeah. But, but it fits right into that. So you get, yeah. So is condo. When I tell you that there are on average, I don't know, five people per open house on mm -hmm. Upper West Side, mm -hmm. that tells you a little bit. Yeah. But if I tell you that there are two if it's condominium, but seven if it's co-op, that yeah. tells you much more. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I'm trying to break down the data for them occasionally. Beautiful. All right, let's let's get going because um, we have a, a bunch of more questions. I want to get some insights here for number one: rental market. Give me some high level. What's going on with the rental market? Whew, I think the rental market is still reeling from what happened in June um, with the rent regulations. The rent regulations, right. and, and we as brokers are still trying to figure out uh, how to. Comply, and, mm -hmm. and you know, you also Department of Justice letter recently that that clarified issues on application fee for brokers representing right. landlords. So, so, so things are crystallizing, but but I think that overall general rules are, are pretty bad. I think that it's going to actually hurt a number of people who won't be able to get 
you know, they either won't be able to get apartments, they'll be rejected, and there won't be any other options for them, mm -hmm. or it'll be more expensive for them. Um, you know, for the consumer. For the consumer. Right. This, th there was an article, I think, this morning, a uh, hostage agent sent, sent it to me, and I read it quickly on, on the way to work, about uh, new companies that are propping up in the market, uh, insuring security deposits. Yeah, it was in the New York yeah, Times this morning, Rhino, Guarantors. The Rhino, yeah. Guarantors, the yeah. different companies. And, uh, and, and everybody's kind of, and, and the article was kind of on a positive note, saying, well, that this reduces expense. That's not true. It reduces upfront outlay of cash. Security deposits are refundable. The idea that people are going to pay 10 or 13 or 15 percent of their security deposit every single year while they are in the unit, it's a cost coming out of their pocket. Right. It's non-refundable. This is, this is added cost. Mm -hmm. you know? So I get it. Maybe some people don't have money for security deposit, but it's not a clear, clean-cut solution as, right. as, as mm -hmm. it is. So I don't know which way it's going to go and how it's going to develop. But, but to, to your question about the market, uh, um, I did some analysis for one of my big landlords recently, and, uh, and I'm talking about the, the rental buildings mm -hmm. uh, in a 24-hour dormant segment, pushing aside walk-ups and, and non-dormant buildings. Um, on the Upper East Side, for instance, over 42% are offering OP or free rent. 42%. Mm -hmm. 42%. Yeah. That's, is that considered high or? It's very high. Okay. It's very high. Uh, um, downtown, like climbing closer to the area, which is, you know, second point of my, my, my research was, was much smaller, about 15, 16 percent. Gotcha. So, so as you further go down, it's much more interesting and, and prices go high. The rental market in New York City, in my opinion, has always showed strength when Manhattan was able to create jobs. Mm -hmm. The job creation to me was the primary focus. And the job creation was fairly strong last couple of years. But if you dig deeper in it, you may want to ask what job creation? The biggest earning industries like Wall Street and law firms are not creating as many jobs as in the past. Who's creating jobs in the city is, you know, hotel industry, service industry, mm -hmm. um, internet programming. You know, look at Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. they're all coming here. But, you know, let's be, let's talk about it. I mean, starting salaries, they're not so great. Right. So, so when you have a strong job creation, but it's cap in the earning mm -hmm. that have direct impact whether rents can grow or not. And the moment the rents don't grow, you, you, you say, I'm having so, more vacancies, then you have more, more free rent and more OPs yeah. to make them, make them move. Okay, and that's where we are now. That's where we are right now. Gotcha. So you fit everything right back in there. That makes sense right now. So rents are not really rising right now. I, I, I saw reports that rents are rising. Right. I think they're all hovering around 32, 33, 3400 on average mm -hmm. rent in Manhattan. But you know what? I need, I need to check this really carefully, the data behind it. Uh, but the when, concessions and the OPs. When the market is strong, there are no concessions. Yeah. There's no reason for lenders to pay brokers or to give free rent. Mm -hmm. When you have such a huge amount of this still going on, it tells you that time on the market is longer, yeah. uh, uh, that, that it's not as healthy as, as right. one would want it to be. I, I would say that uh, in the first half of this year, uh, we notice fairly significant pickup in the super luxury market or rental market, hmm. like rents over fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a month. Right. And I think that there is a direct connection to the weakness in the super luxury sale market, where the people who did not 
could not or decide not to buy yeah. five million dollar properties and higher. Yeah, this is their budget. And I think that that dynamic is happening throughout many price points, and maybe just really um, very easily to spot in that sector. But right. I think a lot of um, sectors, the buyers are just choosing to kind of wait yeah. and not buy this huge purchase. Yeah, and you know what? If I have to rent for a year, twenty k, no big deal. You know. Yeah, that's Brian Morgan theory right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people with huge income, these twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, no big deal. Very interesting. All right, um, getting towards the end here. Um, what's the one thing agents are complaining to you about? That's what I want. I wanted to sneak that in there before, but what's the one thing agents are complaining to you about in today's market? I wish I had something of significant to share with you. And I was thinking about you know, I, you know, about this question uh, coming here to meet you guys. And I'm trying to remember the time when I started as an agent. And the idea to shift 27 years later, and I said, in the current environment, if I were to become an agent today, how different would it be? And I would like to say that it would be much harder, much, much, much harder. We are facing disruption of our industry, there's no question about it. With Street Easy, with what Compass is doing, with transparency in the, in the market. The concept of what is the role of a broker in the, in the industry is being challenged. You know, mm -hmm. when I started in the business, we were literally the gatekeepers. I mean, right. You, know, yeah. you want to get in, you have to call us and make an appointment and we'll open the door for you. Right. And, and this changed, not today, but for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. This has been changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. you know, this is the lease of services that we provide these days of finding an apartment and opening the door. Right. So we need to kind of reposition ourselves. What are we doing? So, so with that, and this is maybe part that you may, you know, because you're doing a lot of statistical analysis on, yeah. your, on, your, on your website and stuff like that. I f saw a couple of years ago uh, a chart that kind of hit me and I says, oh my God, this explains what's happening. And I kind of, if you, if you allow me like two, three minutes, I just want to give you kind of mm -hmm. some yeah, of this. Yeah. The charts show the generation of leads, real estate leads in the 10 years period. And it went incredibly up, like towards the present, it was 10 times bigger than, than, than mm -hmm. close. So when you look at the closed sales, like look, look at Manhattan. I mean, mm -hmm. all the sales, or New York City, I'm not sure which number it is, 8,000 on the low end, 14,000 or 15,000 on the high end. But this is the range depending on the market where it goes. Yeah. So if you go, go back 10 years, this is you know one crisis, next crisis. Right, and the leads are flat at that so, point. So, yeah. so the number, the volume is yeah. here. But then we come to this present. So let's say you have 10,000 transactions closing in, in New York City. Mm -hmm. But suddenly there's a market for 2 million leads. Yeah. That are developing 10,000 transactions. And, the, com and yeah. the companies are selling us those leads. Yeah. Is selling us leads? Yeah. You know, we, we have you know, a couple of them in wholesale. So it's much harder yeah. to understand who is real, who is not real, to find the business. Mm -hmm. So what I'm telling all my agents is that almost like the, the concept of you finding the business, and this is, this is the big, you asked me what is the one advice that I would like to give to, right. to agents, yeah. is to develop the business development strategy where you're going to be connecting with people on a personal level way before they're in real estate market. So when the time comes to real estate market, they call you and they don't end up okay. on the website. I got you. So, so the biggest complaint in your mind is agents are expecting leads. Exactly. That's what you're saying, right? Agents That's my takeaway. Agents are feeling that they should be getting the leads, mm -hmm. either from the companies or from, from mm -hmm. outfits mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like Street Easy. Mm -hmm. But to rely but, on their But growth. the point yeah. is that, that the quality of those leads yeah. is questionable. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, what is the, what is the yeah. expectation of, of Street Easy leads? One to three percent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like Has that. Has the cost yeah. of those leads fallen off a cliff as they've risen in volume? I don't have the data on this, and I would like to say that it's opposite. And I, but, but it's not because of what you are suggesting, is that I believe that Companies' entrance into mm -hmm. the Premiership brokerage program yeah. raised the prices overall.
because big companies can pay. Yeah. Right. And, and that spike, I imagine, happened with the Street Easy Premier program did, yeah, as well. That, and right. did, it, did it come back down a little bit, probably? I don't know. I don't okay, know. gotcha. It's not my expertise, but, but I'm telling you, with the latest Street Easy right. announcement, I feel they are internally navigating how to make how to monetize their whole right. concept. Yeah, you, you, you read about this yeah. you know, referral-based. So, so the, basically, the takeaway is you can't rely on leads to power your growth. Yeah, don't, you, it can get you to a certain level, but after that, it's about exactly you right. and your personal connections. I mean, it makes sense right now. Don't don't join a firm just because they're saying they're going to give you all these leads. I mean, and if they if you are joining because they're going to give you the leads, they're going to be questionable exactly um, with right. 1% to 3% conversion rates. That means you're going to get 100 of them, and uh, 97 of them, 98 of them are not going to work out. But, so. but, but think about this. You know, if, Even if a company is able to give you 100 leads, you know, close 1 to 3 there are 97 that you have to use energy to talk to them and yeah. follow up. And how do you know which ones to use on? And, and, and see. I got no leads when I was a broker. I got zero leads, and it grinds my gears, John. You know, because, I mean, I had to bust my butt. You know, I had Urban Dig, the blog going on. I was going out there trying to promote Snowing, myself. It was there was six feet of snow uphill. I had no shoes on. Yeah. You know, that was the kind That's of market. That's probably why you had no leads. So I do relate to, very funny, I do relate to this whole idea. Very, very interesting. I was expecting a totally different kind of um, complaint, like we can't get deals done kind of a complaint. But, um, no, they're expecting leads. Ooh, and, I mean, and that tells me that the business right now is, is soft. And if you're saying, give me leads, give me leads, you got to do a little better job going out there and getting your own leads through your own content productions or whatever. I mean, we're running out of time here. We can go on and talk with you forever, yeah. but we're running out of time right here. Thank you so much, Fritz Regan. We're at Halstead. This is Noah and John. We're from Urban Digs. We're talking Manhattan. We'll catch you next time.